The scripture reading for today is from Luke chapter 1, verse 57 to 79. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zachariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What, they exclaimed? There's no one in all your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Awe fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised. Through his holy prophets long ago, now we will be saved from our enemies and from who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear, in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness and their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. Good morning, Elevation. My name is Melody. I am on the pastoral team, and it is my pleasure to get to share some thoughts with you on this final Sunday of our Advent journey. I invite you to pray with me as we begin this morning. God of light, God of hope, peace, joy, love, we thank you that we uh, have the opportunity this morning to gather as a community in our different spaces and to open our hearts to you. And so, Lord, as, uh, yeah, as we move into this portion of our service, would you open our hearts and our minds, our ears, our eyes uh, to hear anything that your spirit wants to say to us this morning. In Christ's name, amen. So throughout our Advent journey this year, we've been following along with the work of Tish Oxenrider in her uh, Advent book, Shadow and Light. She's encouraged us to consider the traditional Advent themes of hope, peace, joy, and love through the lens of expectation, preparation, anticipation, and gratitude. And so for this fourth week of Advent, we want to consider our Advent journey with an emphasis on gratitude. I will be honest, I was having a hard time discerning what I should share with you this morning. 
When I was initially looking through Tisha's book, I actually found the other three themes in her book to be more compelling than gratitude. I love the sense that is elicited by these themes of expectation and anticipation and preparation. But with the way the schedule took form, uh, it gave me this week to speak. So here we are. And as I've actually been working through my preparations, I think that God's hand was guiding uh, the scheduling of these topics. I've been thinking about this for weeks. What is the connection of gratitude and Advent? What does it mean to be grateful as we are on our Advent journey? I've heard the encouragement to practice gratitude so often that it feels so familiar, and I think it's maybe lost some meaning for me. Then this week, as news has been unfolding about the rising cases of Omicron, and we find ourselves taking steps once again to significantly limit our interactions with others, I've been feeling heavy, not grateful. The news headlines quickly fill me with fear and anxiety, and the darkness of these short days makes me feel tired, not grateful. I was driving this week and praying, Jesus, how am I supposed to speak about gratitude when what I'm feeling is exhaustion, anxiety, and fear? As I continued driving, the thought came to me, perhaps practicing gratitude in the face of darkness is exactly what Advent invites us to. In our scripture reading this morning, Trinity read the story of John the Baptist's birth for us. John was the cousin of Jesus, and his birth came just months before Jesus' birth. At the beginning of Luke chapter 1, we meet John's father, a Jewish priest named Zechariah. We learn that he and his wife Elizabeth were both from priestly lines and were considered righteous in God's eyes. They were also unable to have children and were, con or were advanced in years. One day, Zechariah was chosen to go and burn incense in the sanctuary of the temple. The priest would do this before the morning sacrifice and again after the evening sacrifice. And a priest likely only had the opportunity to do this once in their career or to perform this duty once in their lifetime. Zechariah was selected and we read this. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. The angel goes on to tell Zechariah that John will be a special messenger filled with the Holy Spirit and given the task of preparing the people for the coming of the Lord. Many of us will be familiar with this story and what happens next. Zechariah questions the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? And as a result, the angel makes it so that Zechariah is unable to speak until the baby is born. The second part of this story is what was read to us this morning. Elizabeth gives birth to the baby, and when Zechariah faithfully insists that he should be named John, he is instantly able to speak, and he begins to praise God. I want us to consider the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth as we think about gratitude as part of our Advent journey. I think it's important to understand the context that Zechariah and Elizabeth were living in. On a personal level, we read that Zechariah and Elizabeth were getting on in years, and they were also childless. 
This was a big deal in the culture at the time. Children were people's security as they aged. There were no pensions or long-term care homes. So Zachariah and Elizabeth were vulnerable without children as they were getting older. And we also learned that many people in the Jewish communities at that time considered barrenness to be divine punishment for parents uh, for their sin. So this gift of having a child was an answer to what must have been years and decades of prayer. Their gratitude flowed out of the gift God was giving them personally. But there's also a more corporate experience going on here as well. Zachariah and Elizabeth lived in Israel, but Israel was occupied by the Romans and the Jewish people were under the oppressive Roman rule. They were longing for someone to come and save them, to set them free from their enemies, to rescue them. And so the miraculous birth of John the Baptist was pointing to the coming of the Messiah, this long-anticipated Savior. We see this in Zechariah's words of praise, thanksgiving, and prophecy. He speaks of God raising up a mighty Savior. Jesus hasn't actually been born yet, but Zechariah and Elizabeth have caught a glimpse of the light, and their hearts overflow with gratitude and praise. They're still living in a land occupied by the Romans under their oppressive rule. The world has not been set right. But Zechariah sees the light dawning. He says, Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us, to give light to those who sit in the darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. And he gives thanks to God. I find a lot of resonance in this idea of gratitude in our waiting. Just as the waiting for Zachariah and Elizabeth and the Jewish people had not ended, so too we continue to wait and long and hope for God to make all things right. Yet in the midst of this waiting, God graciously gives us experiences of his presence, the light which propels us to continue to wait with expectation, preparation, and anticipation for the coming of God's kingdom. And for these gracious gifts of light, we give thanks. I met with a spiritual director for a number of years, and we often spoke about the concept, this concept that came from St. Ignatius of Loyola, who's a Spanish Catholic priest in the 16th century. St. Ignatius spoke of the movements of our spirits from consolation to desolation. These movements happen all the time. For many of us, we will experience these movements throughout each day. Consolation is the turning of our spirits towards God. They are the experiences of turning toward the light, those moments when we experience the things of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Desolation is the movement away from God, those feelings of despair or hopelessness, fear, or those moments when we choose to do things on our own without God. Those feelings of despair, hopelessness, fear, those things aren't wrong. In fact, it's just a given that we're going to experience them regularly in our lives. The encouragement in those moments of desolation is to turn toward the light and open ourselves up to God and the ways that God is present to us in those spaces of darkness and pain. 
I think that practicing gratitude is a way to turn toward the light when we feel that the darkness is close to us. In the moments of fear or anxiety, pain, and deep despair at the injustices we see and experience, gratitude invites us to turn toward the light, to train our eyes to look for the ways that God, our Emmanuel, is in fact with us. It does not negate the darkness, but it opens up space for the light to break in. A couple of weeks ago, Ron spoke to us out of the opening passage of John's gospel. In that passage, John writes about this interaction of darkness and light, saying the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. I love this because John does not ignore that there is darkness. We all experience it and we see it around us. But the light, Christ, Emmanuel, shines in the darkness and that light cannot be extinguished. I think that the practice of gratitude invites us to search for the light in the darkness. It allows us to acknowledge our reality as it is. All is not as we would like it to be. But the message of Christmas is that God has come and made his dwelling among us. And because of that, there is light. The practice of gratitude trains our eyes and hearts to look for that light. As we close this morning and move into the final stages of our Advent journey for this year, I want to invite us into a communal practice of looking for the light. I spoke earlier about St. Ignatius, and one of the gifts that he gave the church is called the Prayer of Examine. You may have heard of this before. The Prayer of Examine is a practice of reviewing one's day with God. During this time, we look for moments of consolation, and we give thanks. And we acknowledge the moments of desolation and invite God's loving kindness to meet us, forgive us, and transform us. As I've been thinking about the practice of gratitude within this Advent journey, the prayer of examine came to mind. I love that it makes space for both the light and the dark in our lives. We are invited to bring both to God. And I think that it captures so much of the spirit of Advent. We wait and long for the coming of Christ, for injustices to be made right, for wounds to be healed, for peace, hope, joy, and love for all people. And while we recognize that there is darkness in our world, we also see evidences of the light. The Prayer of Examine encourages us to look for signs of light, for signs that God is present in the world, and to give thanks. And so that is what I would like us to take a moment or two this morning to try as a community. For the sake of time, we're just going to focus this morning on looking for moments of light and giving thanks for those. But I do encourage you, if you find this practice feels like an invitation to you, maybe try the full prayer of examine over the holidays. I think that it can be a really beautiful way to hold both the beauty and the challenge of this season and bring both before God with gratitude. Okay, so let's try this together. Adults, youth, and kids, we all can do this together wherever we find ourselves this morning. So I invite you to find a comfortable seat. You can close your eyes if you're comfortable with that and take a nice deep breath in through your nose. Feel your belly expand as you take your breath. 
and then breathe out slow and long. Let's take a couple more breaths like that. God, we thank you that you are closer to us than the air we are breathing in and out. Thank you that you are with us wherever we are. Thank you that you are the light of the world. Guide us in these next moments. Bring to mind the ways we have caught glimpses of your light over the past week and draw our hearts to a posture of gratitude for this light. Now, as you continue your deep breathing, I want you to rewind the past week and let it replay in your mind. As you do this, look specifically for moments of light, moments of hope, peace, joy, and love. And as those moments float through your mind, say, thank you, God, either in your head or maybe softly out loud. Continue to breathe deeply as we pay attention to the moments of light that God is pointing us to. Thank you, God. Let's close with the words from Zechariah's prayer. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Amen. I want to invite you to join our Zoom call following the service for a time of discussion as a community. The link to that call is found in the email that was sent to you on Friday. And if you did not receive that email, um, you can email our team at info at elevationwaterloo.org and we'll get that sent to you. We are going to listen to a song to end our service today. As we go into this final week of Advent, may the Spirit of God lead you into a posture of gratitude for the glimpses of light the evidence of God's presence in the world around us as our hearts continue to cry, come thou long expected Jesus. Let's reflect together.